Good afternoon and thank you for joining us for our second episode. Today is August 21st, 2020. As stated before, I like starting every episode with uh, this day in history. This one actually doesn't go back too far. Well, I guess it depends on how old you are. Um, to me, it goes back to when I was in high school. But in 1991, on August 21st, the hardline coup against Soviet President Mikhail S. Gorbachev collapsed in the face of a popular uprising led by Russian Federation President Boris N. Yeltsin. For many, both of these names are quite familiar. The coup leaders were hardline opponents of Gorbachev's reform program and of the new union treaty that he had negotiated. The treaty decentralized much of the central government's power to the republics. And the hardliners, well, they weren't happy. They were opposed mainly in Moscow by a short but effective campaign of civil resistance led by the Russian president, Boris Yeltsin, who had been both an ally and critic of Gorbachev. Although the coup collapsed in only two days and Gorbachev returned to power, the event eventually destabilized the USSR and is widely considered to have contributed to both the demise of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union and the dissolution of the USSR. So I think it's more important even today than it has been in the past to remember what happened uh, specifically in Soviet nations as our younger youth and even the uh, Democratic Party and members elsewhere fight to continue to get us to be more socialists or communists or whatever they want to call it that we remember it hasn't worked in the past it probably will never work in the future and I want to keep in mind that there's a huge difference between communism and socialism because communism has proven to work in very small societies we know them as communes um, when a group of 10 to 20 people all work together for each other it's a very successful thing and it goes back to the whole community base everyone's out there for the community however if you take it to a state or national level it can't work because there's just too many people out there for themselves and in the smaller organization, you can kick those people out. Unfortunately, we can't kick out people from the country. And not saying I, I want to, but I'm trying to use this as the reason it won't work in our political structure. Or even if you slightly change our political structure, you can't have a socialist country here in the United States and still have the country we are all lucky enough to live in. It didn't even work in Russia. And Russia attempted it for almost 90 years. And at the 90-year point, it failed, collapsing the USSR. So today, we're going to talk more about finding your personal freedom. And one of the best ways to realize your own personal freedom is by taking control of your money. This can only come from paying down your debt and freeing yourself from depending on others for where your income comes from. Now, many of us have very good jobs. However, 
in the current economy, a lot of us don't know if that job is going to be here tomorrow or not uh, between layoffs. And even with the telemarketing approach, employers are finding that they don't need as many people as they once did. In fact, the unemployment numbers came out, and in July of 2020, our unemployment reached 15%. And 1.1 million people have filed new claims for state unemployment benefits just last week. The, these numbers are very frightening at this time. Um, the number of Americans filing for unemployment insurance unexpectedly rose last week which is a sign of the job market's fragility. This is five months after the coronavirus pandemic began um, to devastate the economy, and there's no turnaround in, in sight. Uh, like I said, last week, 1.1 million workers filed new claims for state unemployment. Uh, and that's compared to 971,000 the previous week. So every week this just goes up. And if we don't find ways to uh, stop it and ways to improve our economy, it's just going to uh, keep crashing. It, it, it's not a matter. And I know if you're listening to this podcast, you've listened to other podcasts saying the same thing. But it's not a matter if we're going into a recession. We're already in a recession. The The issue is, can we stop this recession before it becomes another great recession? Or, even worse, the country actually goes into a depression. So, while I'm in no way saying to quit your job, so... I don't want anyone yelling at me because they ended up quitting their job after listening to this episode and now they don't know what to do. Or I don't want any calls from wives telling me that I just destroyed their entire family. But what I am saying is debt is paramount to slavery. Um, so get out of debt as soon as possible and then create multiple paths of income. And today I'm not going to so much touch on the debt. I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll touch on that throughout multiple episodes. However, today I'm going to touch more on creating those multiple paths of income. This should include all types of income and both active and passive routes. Most of us need to start with a basic understanding of income and what those routes are. So what are the types of income? Well, they include active. This is your job or your side gig that you work at creating. Uh, this might include a business or even to some points an online store. Now, online stores could also be considered passive income depending on how they operate and how much the computer does versus how much you do. But uh, it's something that you have to put work into every day to ensure that the income continues to come in. Now. I'm pretty sure about 99.9% .9 of people that have income coming in have active income. And they have a good understanding of act, what active income is. So I'm not really going to discuss that too much as um, pretty much the same with the next topic, which is investment income. Um, this includes, as you know, stocks, bonds, REITs, or other investments that you buy into. Now, you should budget 20% of your finances into investments 
while also keeping those investments as diversified as possible, especially right now. Um, I'm not saying get out of the stock market, but I'm not saying put 100% of your investments into the stock market. Just like I'm not saying put 100% of your investments into gold or silver. Gold or silver should be 10 to 20% of your investment portfolio. Uh, stocks, um, depending on how risky they are, should be anywhere between 10 and 50%. And then you should have a couple bonds and so on to to make sure that you keep a relatively safe and diverse portfolio. Uh, this is a much better way to become wealthy. Your money can work for you while you sleep. The money in investments often has a snowball effect or a compound effect and can create an in income consistently for you. The uh, big thing on this is with the compound effect, that's the same effect that the credit cards are using against you. So you might as well have something using it for you. And the biggest way to do that is to reinvest your dividends. Then you have passive income, which is any money that comes from any resource that you own and don't have to actively put work into it on an all-time basis. Passive income may come in the form of rental income, royalties, an automated online business, keyword automated, affiliate marketing programs, or any other way that brings profit without any additional work. Um, some of these things can go from being an active source of income to a passive source of um, income, depending on residuals. M numerous people have become wealthy this way. It, it can be consistent, and you can essentially make money while you sleep. You have more control than with earned and investment income. You don't always need thousands of dollars up front like you would with portfolio income. Your income can be unlimited in some cases. And big examples that are being shown right now is the whole YouTube craze. These YouTube stars or whatever you call a YouTube star have decided to make a video. That video gets placed on YouTube. They get money from the views that the video gets. And then they also get money from the advertising ads advertising ads, the advertising profits that they receive. The problem with both passive and investment income is that you have to start with money to make money. For those of us that are living paycheck to paycheck, we find we need to find additional money. Um, those addi that additional money can easily come in the form of side gigs. Uh, like I said, the best way to do this is to reduce our debt. But even to do this in most cases, you have to find additional money to reduce that debt. Um, this is no different from when people used to offer some additional physical labor or some cash for some cash under the table. Um, I know we all remember our parents doing it if we didn't do it ourselves, especially when we were younger. Uh, including yard work for our neighbors or providing goods at a farmer market or even offering tutoring for, uh, you know, when we were in high school. With the internet now, we have multiple ways to find additional revenue sources regardless 
if we call it side work, side gigs, or something else, it's a great way to make additional money. Then it all depends on how we use that money so that we can make the difference between financial freedom and just putting in extra work. Uh, the big thing is, like I said, take 20% of any money you made with one of these side gigs or any other type of revenue and invest it. That, at a minimum, even if you can't use your regular paycheck to invest the money, will ensure you have something going into investments. And if we find, or if you find, that you love the work enough and you do everything wisely, um, your side gig can totally become your full-time business, which frees you from the labor force and you, you are the boss now. So if you search for the top 10 side gigs on the internet, you're going to find a list that includes ride sharing, which is a very touchy and interesting topic here in California. Food delivery, once again, online writing, graphic design, or personal assistance. So if you've been tracking what's going on with Uber and Lyft, is as of a couple minutes ago, Uber and Lyft will continue in California. But as of last night, they were going to suspend uh, all of their business in California after a court in the lovely San Francisco. Yeah, I say that sarcastically. Um, in in San Francisco decided that they were still unable to maintain their current uh, business model and that they had to make employees out of their drivers rather the drivers wanted to become employees or not. Prior to the vote we're going to have on this topic here in California in November. Now, while a lot of people have been screaming that you need to make them an employee, they need to get this, they need to get that, they need to do this. Honestly, and I've driven for Uber and Lyft, honestly, most of the drivers don't want to become employees. Now, they got us by semantics because a couple of the drivers, you know, they do it full time and they log a lot more hours than we do. But most drivers, like, I'll drive if I'm in the car by myself. I'll turn the Uber app on, and I'll put, I'm going to this location, and if anyone needs a ride, let me know. And I make a little extra gas money on the way. Um, others do it around their kids' schedules, and others do it, you know, whenever they just want a little extra money. The problem is, if we're made employees, we're not going to be able to do that. Not only that, but there's all kinds of tax write-offs that you get driving for Uber. Um, I've written off a lot of my gas, a lot of my the payments for my cars, uh, car washes, all kinds of things that I would have to get normally, but because I'm running this as a contractor, I'm able to write it off. If I was an employee, I wouldn't be able to write any of this off. Plus, any income I made would be taxed before I received it. Plus, all kinds of other issues involving, you know, where I can work, where I can do all this other stuff that just doesn't make the whole rideshare concept a able to be done. 
And what really ticks me off is this was all started by the ta uh, taxi companies. And with their lobbyists going to the politicians to get it pushed through. Instead of it being put onto the ballot for the people to vote for initially. Then, if you look at those same taxi companies, they're using the same business um, practices. And those people actually have to show up to work when they're told to show up to work. When honestly, Uber or Lyft is no different than Thumbtack or any of these other services that find clients for freelancers. Anyway, um, this whole Uber and Lyft thing's just a sore uh, subject for me, but go, getting back to different side gigs. Uh, while the ones listed again, and, and once again, that's uh, if you go on the internet, you'll see ride sharing is number one, food delivery is number two, online writer is number three, graphic designer is number four, and personal assistant as the number five uh, biggest type of side gig. And while these are great options, if one is just looking for something that can get them extra money, your real options are only limited by your imagination. Many people make good money substitute teaching. Um, others, I, I mean, there's YouTube millionaires. Uh, that are either teaching classes or just discussing something, going to theme parks, whatever it might be. Um, before recording this, I was actually watching a YouTube uh, show on RVing. Other options include blogging or even this podcasting. Others become life coaches and help people. Um, some, some become wedding officiants, uh, bookkeepers. But the basis is you can even take uh, a hobby and sell what you make or produce during that hobby um, to, if nothing else, pay for the hobby. A hobby that pays for itself is a fantastic thing. The point is, it needs to be something that you enjoy and not just something to make money. If it's something that's just there to make money, it's going to make you miserable. But in closing, it's essential to understand how money works and the different ways that you can actually get money into your life. Because remember, money respects someone who respects money. While some of these avenues may not be for you, the point is that the options are there. And sure, it may take a while uh, for it all to work out. But the rewards can be phenomenal when implemented correctly. And you can use some of that money to get out of debt. And other money can roll into other things you like. Rather that's traveling or spending time with your grandkids. Well, thanks again for listening.